Yesterday, an historic deal is announced between the province and the city, which is going to upload two roadways to the province and land billions of dollars in city coffers. So it makes a huge, huge difference. But early on in these negotiations, somebody with an insider's knowledge pointed out to me that in all likelihood, Olivia Chow was going to have to give up on Ontario Place and the moving of the Science Center, all of that stuff, in exchange for getting the deal of a lifetime for the city of Toronto. And that is precisely what happened yesterday. So it looks like Doug Ford and company are going to get their way. And even though he's been showing a little bit of flexibility about, okay, well, maybe we'll move the parking over to uh, um, the fairgrounds, it looks like it's going to be all about a spa and cutting down trees. Ontario Place for All co-chair Norm DePasquale has appeared on our show before to advocate on behalf of a very different vision of Ontario Place. And Norm DePasquale joins us right now. Good morning. Good morning, John. Uh, you must be disappointed. I mean, I hate the expression, but I, Olivia Chow kind of threw Ontario Place under the bus yesterday. Yeah, so um, I think disappointed is a good word. Um, you know, our supporters and, and we're disappointed that this fight is leaving the city in this manner. But, um, you know, we're going to pick back up and now take the fight over to Queen's Park where everything is going. Okay, but I mean, what are you going to argue that they haven't heard already? If, if Olivia Chow wasn't going to go to bat on your behalf, then you're kind, you guys are kind of on your own. Yeah, you know, what we're seeing is the province is introducing legislation so that they don't need to follow any laws that are meant to protect Ontarians. So they're giving the Minister of Infrastructure power to move MZOs. We've seen how well those MZOs have gone recently in the very recent past. Um, and they don't need to follow, um, you know, they're saying that they won't need to follow environmental rules, heritage rules. Well, why do we have any of these rules that are out there to protect Ontarians if we're just going to go ahead and squash them to do whatever we want anyway? So what is your organization's vision of Ontario Place, or is it just not the spa? Yeah, so what we want is a 21st century public space. You know, think um, Montreal waterfront, um, think Chicago waterfront, you know, something which prioritizes public interest first, and then we start to slot in the commercial interest, not leading with a mega spa, and then trying to fit everything else around it. Because what you get is kind of what looks like a very big cottage on a little island and, and something that is it, just not meant to handle that, that scale of like a mega spa, which doesn't celebrate and reflect Ontario. Are you getting any signals from the Ford administration that they're willing to sit down and talk with you? Because they've kind of they got what they wanted yesterday and they gave up a lot in exchange. Yeah, you know, all we've ever gotten from the Ford government is like rhetoric and spin. It almost feels like you're talking to them like across the chamber at Queen's Park or something. They're, they're not good listeners. They, they are um, ideological and extremely stuck on making this thing go through. And, you know, we are firm in our position that we are going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that it doesn't. So I think we find ourselves kind of on, you know, we're, I think we're on the side of Ontarians and they are unfortunately on the side of big Austrian business. Thanks a lot for this. Good luck. Uh, my pleasure, John. Thank you very much. Ontario Place for All co-chair Norm DePasquale. And uh, Norm was mentioning about building 
public spaces and reminded me of Sean McAuliffe's column that I clipped out this week because it's all about this new thing called the well. And I don't know, sometimes <laughs> stuff gets built while you're not paying attention. And while I certainly have been paying attention to a lot of things in the city's core, I didn't know that they were building this massive new complex, which is a combination of public space and private space, residential, commercial, retail on Spadina at Front Street. And the reason I was put to mind of this by Norm was he was mentioning the fact that, uh, you know, we've got to be very careful about how we design public spaces. And the sad thing is Montreal, Montreal designer Claude Cormier, who had a hand in the well, died from cancer about six weeks ago. And boy, do I wish he was still around and still bringing his creativity to bear on something like Ontario Place. Because this is a guy who is actually, has left this incredible mark on our city. Berksy Square is one of the things that he did. And that is absolutely, it's a tourist destination now. I mean, it's how often do you have a public square that in the tourist manual or online, it'll say, when you're in Toronto, go and see this place. You're going to be grateful you did. And if you're trying to remember Berksy Square, remind me about this. That's the one where they built a fountain, which is very much like, you know, one of those fountains you'd find in a classical Victorian city or in Paris. But it's got this incredible whimsy, which is kind of Claude's signature. It's all these dogs and the fountain, the, this, the water comes out of their mouths. And as a matter of fact, at the well, there's a nod to that. Again, it's such a signature for Claude, who I knew in Montreal. And there's a cat. So there's a cat at the well as just sort of a nod and a wink or an Easter egg, I guess, um, about Berksy's Square. But yeah, Joe and I are going to have to go and uh, take this place in. Because one of the interesting things Sean McAuliffe notes in his column about it is that the um, retail and commercial space goes up a few stories, which is a very New York City, a very Hong Kong kind of a thing. When you run out of street level um, facing spaces, then you have to start building up. And it's actually a much more efficient use of, uh, of real estate. Wish I could share better news than the latest package from Stats Canada, which is that the life expectancy for Canadians has gone down in the last year. Life expectancy for Canadians decreased for the third straight year in 2022. More people died of COVID-19 than in any other year since the pandemic began. Uh, average Canadian life expectancy dropped to 81.3 years in 2022, a full year lower than the 82.3 years recorded in 2019. Don't really know what else to add to that, except uh, I'm a good long distance from 81.3 years. So uh, maybe we can get it up there in the interim. It's 730.